You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 11, episode 65. Um, semi-regular host, John, um, as I was absent again last week for the lower league review, which was very good. I enjoyed listening to it. Um, and obviously, John's been doing the Euro 92 specials as well, which have been good. So for anyone that's not heard any of them so far, check them out. You can go on to Spotify, Apple, any podcast platform and you'll find them and the fourth one in the instalment comes out Thursday so keep an eye on that um, um, Joy, I think we're all semi-reckless now due to the the big squad that we've got, but Scott, how you doing? I'm good, uh, it's been a while so glad to be back um, Hi, it's good to see you um, and then Jeff, how are you? Hi, all good mate, all good, apologies for delaying everyone in recording Oh, no, I think you're right. my podcast of a half, Scott, who's raging. Who's uh, straight, uh, straight into my DMs. It's, uh, straight in there. Uh, let's decide down, Jeff. Let's decide down, son. I mean, it's, it's all right. I mean, it's like a bit like if you had a football game and it kicks off at three o'clock. You want to turn up at half three. That's all right. Uh, no, I do rant about that as well, to be fair. So, like, it is hypocrisy of the top degree. No, I mean, it's not like we're all waiting for you. I mean, nope, nope, no one was. We couldn't have been doing anything else. Um, and like then, almost delayed recording because of me to start with. Aye, uh, we kind of considered just starting and then just having you join in whenever, but nah, nah, we wouldn't do that to you. Nice. Two, we're nice guys, we're nice guys. Talking of nice guys, how you doing, Kyle? You good? I'm right, nice to be back after two weeks. Uh, uh, um, the Patriot, this showing me to be back on the podcast. Did you say two weeks ahead? Three weeks ahead. Oh, see, right, okay, aye. Hey, how, yes. how did your keynote speech go to the Scottish Football Writers Awards? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you're <laughs> with the elephants out the room we may as well get touring about that straight away right because it's everyone's talking about it and it's one of those even though everyone else is talking about it I, feel state, I still feel we should comment and talk about it which we try not to do as much in the podcast this year um, where do we start I mean we can start with it's fairly embarrassing it's pretty dark age and to be honest I don't know. I know what the rumour is and who the keynote speaker is. I don't actually think it's been <clears throat> officially said that that was that, that aforementioned person. But I think we can all just sort of just try and say, see if you're in a, not even if you're in a room, like see if you're in, in, in the modern era, you shouldn't be making jokes or stuff like that in a room with people where you're blatantly going to just cause offence. If, if your entire comedy set is just to cause offence, gear up. Like, honestly, uh, it's, it's uh, not uh, needed at all. One, one, I don't think I mean, we can really class the guy as a comedian. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, I could uh, walk on stage and tell a couple of jokes probably better than he can by the, uh, by the gist of it. 
Well, um, well, you think I'd be the new Kevin, Kevin Bridges if I was loading near a microphone. But uh, you're near a microphone just now. I know, but it's uh, it's not the same thing, is it? I've, I've not got a good crowd in front of me. No, these three boys. The thing is, would you if if you're going if you people will always say, oh, it's comedy, it's this, that, the next thing. Nobody paid for a ticket. It's a corporate event. It shouldn't be somebody out there who's thinks that they're cutting edge or who thinks back to the story age or anything like that. It's uh, And I don't think it's appropriate when you're trying to welcome people of different genders, different sexualities, different uh, races, different religions. Just have a, a keynote speaker that's actually interesting or inspiring or something. Just have Or a TV presenter. God's sake, you've got enough of them in the room. Don't, don't even just go for a, a, a joke with an absolute old school jerk off I got yeah. uh, no, I, are you being polite jerk off, off. <laughs> are you being polite Scott yes that's me being polite right um, I mean as you say I mean there's got like we had a, a situation whereby Alex Ferguson's there to receive a lifetime award most inspiring figure you can possibly ask for in Scottish football you've got a situation whereby you're there to celebrate the achievements of players over the course of the season. The writers are there, everyone's looking forward to it. They've had a hard season. I mean, you've had a hard season too, haven't you? you got writers, I, writers, writers camp. I mean, I mean, going wet, wet, going People studying journalism for about five minutes but one of the very first things that they tell you is as a journalist don't become the story don't you yeah. don't want to be in, yeah. on the front pages you don't want to be the one that's getting splashed on or whatever else yeah. um, and it you know I mean, that, that's why I walked out because I wanted to be the story I wanted to be at the big shop but they're all seriousness how could they then justify bringing out that you know, something that they know they've reported on themselves. And, you know, quite a lot of the people I've seen on Twitter who were at the event were saying, oh, how good and funny it was. 
you know, until, you know, Ailey Barber basically came out and told the world. Quite a few people said, oh, it was very funny and a bit old school and, you know, this, that, and the next thing. It doesn't work. Oh, um, and that's the, the problem I've got with it. These, who's, who's going to... The, 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 the Scottish Writers Association have come out with a kind of lame statement that kind of means very little. Who is somebody going to lose their privileges in terms of organising this? Is somebody else going to organise it next year? Is it going to be a bit more open? What's the what's the actual policy change that's going to happen from this? I think Roy Chubby Brown's organising next year. Um, well, I think there's history of these things happening before, but I think they're. Um, Pretty poor at how they select their, their guests because, um, based on previous events as well. If it's the supposed best, the, if it was the post guest speaker that you know that's doing the rounds and all the rest of it, I saw his page on on the the website. There's nothing inspiring. There's nothing that would have made me think any differently of what the guy was going to produce. So why did he come up with that name? I've never heard of this person before. I just don't understand what the the logic was behind it. And do you know as well, due to the actions of this individual, it's actually taken away from the award ceremony itself because there's nothing actually been reported really in the media about who actually won the awards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. It's almost as if, right, this has happened, let's just cloud over it and then try and forget it ever happened. You've seen some of the comments as well in response to Ellie Barber's tweet and some of the views from some of the people there... <laughs> Dark and pish, to be it honest. was shocking. Um, it's all this, you know, you need to tell us the name, you need to do this, that, the next thing, you're not doing enough. And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Should we let people be offended and let them do their own way of doing She shouldn't be held up and held accountable for what somebody else did and have to prove it. There's other people in the room, there's other people that left their tables. It's not just that one person, but it's this kind of gossip kind of steamy room mentality on Twitter that people want to know every single detail or that person's talking shit ah, and that's what it is almost as if people didn't believe her so like you need to tell yeah, us what happened yeah tell us what happened it's the exact same thing you see it in the, the, the Johnny Depp thing and all the rest of it in Hollywood it's, it's this mentality oh no you need to prove it prove prove it prove it what happened it's what I've learned and you, you said the right phrase earlier what I do is like this old school mentality where people get referred to, oh, it's old school. That is the biggest load of bollocks amongst mankind, this face old school. That is what people use to justify their actions on not having to change their point of view on something or turn around and say, oh, it was an old school joke. Like, right, yeah, but there's a reason why it's referred to as old school because in the modern era, we don't speak like that. We give people equal rights. And yeah, whether the keynote speaker is inspiring or not, I don't I mean, if it is the person Scott says, Scott is bang on. <laughs> he is me. But all the same, why are we? Why would you allow keynote speaker to make even the first remark in that? I mean, Hayley Barber's the most high-profile high person to come out and spoke about it, but she is by no means the only person to come out and spoke about it. And it is just a little bit depressing. It's a little bit shit. It's a little bit one of them situations where you're kind of like, really, though? Really? I mean, there were people from other podcasts that may or may not have a TV show on a regional television who are coming out and making comments saying that even they were feeling awkward at some of the things that were being made, being said. 
So it seems to be that there's a certain group of people from a certain few places that like it because they've liked it because it's been that way for 20, 30 years, whatever it may be. And now this new quote-unquote millennials are coming through who don't like it. And it seems to be a viewpoint that it's ruining their world. And it's not, is it? It's just the world's moved on. And if you have an issue with it, you should really, that's more of a you problem than anyone else's problem in my like, Yeah, industry's, the industry's changed as has society. So the days of just sitting in a pub and gathering stories and f- using your week in a notepad to phone up people and all the rest of it's changed, do you know what I mean? And that's what it is. It's, it's and the same as with, you know, the different ways of speaking to people, speaking about people, you know, the jokes, everything like that has all changed. And for my opinion, for the better, do you know what I mean? We should all be kind of a bit more um, reflective and a bit more kind of um, uh. opening to, to other people. And it just, it just, that, that, the, the worst part was it never surprised me. That is the, that's probably the worst part of it. Mm. Exactly, Kyle. Okay. It happens probably more often than yeah. we 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 wish yeah. it to, and it especially yeah. happens, I think, to to women because it's not yeah. as regulated in terms of laws. Even when you compare it to racism, sectarianism, you can definitely identify certain laws and things like that. Misogyny yeah. and the kind of sexist stuff isn't actually as as kind of unlawful as we probably should be. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, you know, you, you'll find that women have to do, put up with a lot worse in their just daily lives than what they uh, should do. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that was the, the kind of the best part for me was that Eli Barber could come out and say to everybody, this is what happened, and I feel absolutely ashamed. And I think it, it did shine a spotlight on it. And if everybody's then had to kind of react to it in terms of, the Scottish Writers Association, everything else. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think you're, you're spot on, Kyle. I think it will happen a lot more in different places, and it just doesn't get that the highlight because, it, as you say, there's nobody famous there, or there's nobody there that's maybe got the courage to stand up and and be counted because their job might be on the line or something else might be affected because something will be held against them for it. Yeah. Well, the main thing from it all will be hopefully a lesson will be learned. Um, however, I'm sceptical about that one because 
we've spoken it before this season about things like fan behaviour, respect, and how these things seem to have actually taken a backward step, as opposed to like some of the good progress that's been made in other areas of Scottish football. The, the world, the world's never been as divided, John, and for as long as I can remember, and it's a sense of if you find offence at something, or if you find a disagreement in something, there's suddenly four or five people jumping in on it and just making it personal, you know, just absolutely hounding people rather than just having a respectful debate on something, which, you know, 20, 10 years ago on Twitter, you would. You'd, or, 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 for instance, Aye. the Scottish Football Forums, you would. You know, I mean, people would, you know, uh, you'd have a thread where it would never be, you know, toxic as it is now. Ah, you think I remember, like, see from social media and Twitter, I think Twitter was one of those ones that you kind of came on to because it was friendly. You actually came to like people that you didn't know. And you used to do the old thing that was maybe a bit cheesy, but it was the old Follow Friday, and people would suggest follow this person because you've got pretty good content from them. Whereas now, if you, I don't tend to use it much. I use it probably predominantly for promoting things in the podcast, sharing things. I don't. Thankfully, I don't find myself getting into arguments on it or feeling the need to respond to someone, some stranger's comment about something and then decide, right, that guy's a dick because they, they, they've got that opinion. Too many people on Twitter seem to have this mentality that, oh, I'll just write whatever I want, regardless of what the consequences are, how it will affect the individual. I mean, your article today, Scott, um, on respect, um, you kind of touch on that side of things. Someone makes a comment, their opinion, their view, and then get absolutely slighted because the other person didn't agree with our view. Yeah, it just it just it turns into personal abs- Yeah, basically, it's just like knives are out and everything else. And it's like, by all means, disagree on a point, especially football. As I said in the article, rivalry is brilliant in football. I love football rivalry. But just don't make it sectarian, don't make it racist, don't make it homophobic, don't make it sexist, don't make it personal. Just make it about the actual... If you want Rangers to win the Europa League, fantastic. Good on you for for, for thinking that. If you don't want Rangers to win the Europa League, fantastic. Good on you. I get both sides of that argument. it's, it's, It's not hard to understand. It just... It doesn't mean that one side's right, one side's wrong. I don't... You know... People disagree in that aspect, and I understand that. But you know what I mean? Is the, the great like scheme of things? It, it, there is no real wrong answer to it. Whatever will happen, will happen. And it's it, you know for somebody to get slated for having an opinion on it is just ridiculous. The sorry thing as well is a lot of the things in the comments as well are, but it's football as if it's acceptable for these comments to be made because these comments have been made in the past. It's. Have we got a situation where football still is too macho? I don't. I don't want to say macho because it's not macho making these comments, but I think, too male dominated. I think we've got a situation whereby football is a excuse for things that would be. Unacceptable mm-hmm. and I don't walk away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem. 
about too many people meet football issues from things that would be unacceptable anywhere else in life. Yeah. It, there's a, there's, it's a kind of a weird, almost toxic masculinity that you find. Uh, that's a better one, yeah. Toxic part. Yeah, maybe maybe not toxic, maybe fragile masculinity is a better phrase for it. Because I know personally, people in groups act different. When you individualise the people, they act completely different to the way they would act in a group. And that's, yeah. like, that's universal. Yeah. Um, and it's not just football fans, which I really want to dig into. It's, it's, it's not football fans. You see England cricket fans, which is a sport that apparently is very respectable. When they go abroad, a lot of them get wide. Uh, you get rugby fans, if they're in a big group, like to piss into each other's mouths mouse and stuff. Um, you get people who, once, it doesn't matter what walk of life it is, you get people, once they're in a group, they act effectively wider than they would if they weren't in a group. And um I think it's a society thing rather than anything else. The thing is with football, is it's so concentrated and because we have segregation at grounds, I think it makes it more obvious. And I'm not saying segregation isn't a, isn't a good thing. Like It's incredibly good if you're in the way end. Everyone loves being in the way end. It's, it's great most of the time. Um, but I think the segregation makes it seem worse than it is because it's very tribal that way. And it's unintentional and it's you stop seeing people for being people. Like I, I remember speaking to a guy that was a, a fighter jet pilot once, and they're taught to shoot the machine, not the person. And you, that's the sort of weird sort of way football fans work, because they don't see an away section as a set of people, individual people with wives, children, whatever. They just see them as a, an enemy, a, a thing that they must beat. And I think that's part of the problem. But that's not a football issue. That's a society issue, if I'm, if I'm honest. That's the way it feels anyway. Yeah, and I think I think there's definitely something to it. There's also the kind of ninety minute mentality. I think is still there. I don't think um, certain words that uh, fans will use against opposition fans will get used in the workplace come Monday morning to the same kind of supporters that they they would sing or chant about on on, on the Saturday. Um, but it does seem to be getting worse again and. Again, it's just really, really sad to see. Let's move on to something more positive, though that might depend on who you support. Ah, I, I said positive. Oh, it is for me. But they're not mathematically down yet. Oh, I've got, as you are aware, I've got a very good Bundy fan uh, as a friend. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it very much. No, I was going to refer back to last Thursday night. Rangers are oh. human. Of getting to the Europa League final. Who wants to kick us off? Scott? Former Rangers fan. Yeah, no, I think um, it was a tremendous occasion. As I said previously, I totally understand why other groups of supporters, whether they be Aberdeen, Dundee United, St Mirren, or Celtic, or whoever for that matter, won't be jumping up and down with joy at uh, seeing Rangers in Europa League. I think it is a fantastic achievement for Scottish football, particularly Rangers, obviously. 
Because uh, if you look at Rangers as a, a kind of model, right, whether or not you believe it's a brand new club that started uh, 10 years ago or that they're 150 years old, the kind of last four or five years, especially the last two years, seem to be coming right. Do you know what I mean? They stopped nine in a row. The women's team have just won the league. Um, the Colts team did what, second place in the Lowland League. Um, the, the, yeah, Europa League finalists. There's no doubting, um, although Celtic fans probably doubt that, that the route, but there's no doubt that that was a tough route. That the teams that they've played, you know, Sparta, Prague, Braga, uh, Dortmund, uh, RB Leipzig, whoever, you know, the, 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 that's a tough way to, to get to any cup final. Um, so, I do think it's a hugely significant achievement for Scottish football. Now, whether or not, you know, people do debate whether or not the fans deserve it and all the rest of it. And listen, I know, still know a lot of friends that are Rangers fans and they do 100% deserve it, 100%. They're not sectarian. They don't um, utter any sort of sectarian abuse. They've just always been lifelong Rangers fans and these people really probably do deserve it. But, it, it, unfortunately, within Scottish football, it doesn't matter who it is, to be honest. It doesn't, if Dundee United did it, Dundee fans and Aberdeen fans would be jealous of it. If Celtic did it, Rangers fans would be jealous of it. Um, there's always going to be a bit of jealousy. There's, and there's always going to be a case of never forgetting that you know Rangers fans have always been the kind of fans that sing uh, We Are The People and Nobody likes us, we don't care. We tend to really care too much about that. But it, 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 if you if you just take it simply on the merit of the team and the performances, I think it's a significant moment for Scottish football. I think as we were saying before the podcast, any for any Scottish team nowadays to qualify for a European final is a fantastic achievement. Um, so credit to them. I was hoping Josh would be on the podcast to talk about it, um, but he's seen the price of the flights to get to Seville, so he's currently walking um, to get there, so that he's there in time for next week. Um, so, nah, to be fair, right, I, I in the group chat, I know, I know what Scott means because Scott knows that I've been giving him not him, but oh, I can't be asked for Rangers fans. Um, no, it, it is a massive achievement. It genuinely is. I'm kind of, I'm pleased. Overall, this is a really painful to say. I'm pleased overall for Scottish football that a team's got to a European final. It is a really good achievement. The reasons why I'm I'm, I'm against, I'm not against it. I, I would obviously, I say hope for them best. My granddad's from Frankfurt. I just found out the other day. <laughs> um, oh, did you? Is that my granddad's Frankfurt? Oh, 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 I, oh I love a, I love a hot dog. Me, oh, I, you know I do. You know I do. Nah. Um, we all know you love two hot dogs. Oh, yeah, I do love two hot dogs. Yeah, rising crinals to be exact. <laughs> That joke, no, uh, is, that joke is lost on most, like probably. Yeah, that's a, that's a good that, yeah. Um, uh, it, it is a good achievement, and it is something we should genuinely be proud of. I think people are irritated because of which club it is, if they're totally honest. And I think the reasons why people are irritated by it, it, it are completely understandable. And there's no point in wasting my breath going over those reasons. Scott's done a very good job of clearing them up for me. 
Um, see, I'll be honest, the only club I'd want to do well in Europe is Aberdeen. I don't care about any other sporty teams really. Yeah, I'm kind of the same as like there are a list of clubs that I, I can't be asked for their fans if they get success. And yeah, Rangers is one of them. But it is a good team to get to a European final. I'm kind of against this weird them their Rangers fans being that Celtics achievement of winning the league isn't that amazing because Rangers got to the European final and vice versa, to be honest. I can't really be asked with Celtic fans telling me that Rangers get to the European final isn't that impressive. Both achievements are impressive, especially if you've got a budget that is 10 times better than the team in third. Um, Rangers get to the European final is amazing in the aspect that their budget in comparison to the teams that they've played, in particular Dortmund, I think that achievement in particular is a great achievement. Um, getting past them is, is amazing. Them getting there is... It's good for Scottish football. It's good for for, for Rangers. And conversely, it's good next season because it means uh, the money Celtic get from the European Champions League direct entry is not counted by what Rangers achieved. Because I, I believe that it would still be about a ten million pound deficit, but it's still an amazing achievement. It's still really good. It's still thirty million quid better in their pocket than not for them. So from a Dundee United fan point of view, I want them to lose, and I want Dundee United to have the thirty million pound. I suppose as well from a Celtic point of view, they'd be pissed off because now Rangers are going to get the same financial advantage. And it's oh, see if they both lose in Seville. Yeah, it's just um, half the population of Glasgow ten years time are going to tell me they were in Seville, and that's what I can't be bothered with. Uh, I'm not What's your thoughts, Kyle? Good well, for Scottish football or good for Rangers? Both, both. Uh, yeah. Many years ago, on Saturday night, when the program had get this out, many years ago, the day before, Alan McCoy was celebrating a Thanksgiving week title. No, I'm going to jump in there because I, I cannot stand this fairy tale fish. It's not a fairy tale. Rangers were put down to the third division because they were liquidated. Rangers didn't yeah. pay the tax man. Rangers then went into the third division and were paying people £8,000, £9,000 a week. Then beating East Fife nine years ago in a league where they genuinely had 95% larger budget than any of the other sides in that division is not a fairy tale. It's punishment for what they did. Okay. And anyone that says it's a fairy tale is pumping a story that doesn't exist. It's, it's not a fairy tale, but it does show you where they have come from within that time. Oh, in yeah. Terms I, of, 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 uh, and... If you want to take it, if you don't want to take it from, if you don't want to take it from back then, that's fair enough. I understand, but we could take it from progress. Only a few years ago, under Predo oh, Kashinya, that's fair. It's, where that's it's fair, where it's they... become where they, they're getting knocked out of a Luxembourg part-time team uh, to suddenly what three or four years later they're in Europa League Cup final. Oh, no, that's completely fair. I, I've, I've got no issue with the Luxembourg comparison. That's Completely and utterly understandable and acceptable, and that is an amazing achievement. Same as going from the first qualifying round all the way through 
was it last season when they got through to the Sparta Prague game when they got put out? That again, Zeke, man. Slavia Prague, the racists. Both racists, actually. Both racists. Turns out, turns out they're both racists. So I was it, was almost getting, it was almost getting to the point there that Rangers were the new Andy Robertson story. Yeah, it's, it's not, though, is it? It's just not. And it, it, it really is irritating that people like to pump it out. I mean, there were sites on Twitter that people would have seen that were sat how you. The same as RB Leipzig back, like when they played each other. And they were saying that five years ago, we were in the fourth tier. Yeah, you were in the fourth tier with a budget. But every, that literally was still the third or fourth biggest in the overall entire country. It isn't a fairy tale. Is that when Gretna got promoted? Yeah, Gretna, that was a fairy tale, was it? I why? Because they were spending seventy-five thousand pound, seven hundred fifty thousand pound deficit at the end of each season. That's a fairy tale, is it? No, it's not. Kyle, it, 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 Kyle, it's not. Kyle feels Kyle. Kyle, you've you've cast a fishing rod there, and Jeff is. I was absolutely going to bite that because I, I hate that it. it is not a fairy tale. A fairy tale is what our both were doing. That's a fairy tale. Yeah. Oh, Cinderella was a fairy tale. Yeah. We all know how that ended. I can't see it when I'm playing him. I just point We're going to come it's all right, Kyle. Jeff's just got fairy tales in the brain because he's got a young one that watches a lot of that that type but, of programs. What we're going to do is show you how big Progress, you got called a few years ago. And that was embarrassing to say it was for Windows. I got that even got women missing that. No, no, I, I, I think it was an embarrassment for Scottish football. Put upon his by Rangers, so yeah. Um, but yeah, karate can keep me for window, and karate can keep me for Scottish football. Oh, but I, I'm agreeing with Kyle. It's a fairy tale, and Jeff's just trying to cause nightmares for everybody. <laughs> he's, he's turned up late, and then trying oh, to throw in grenades. Absolutely, not. basically just now. <laughs> Kyle was Cinderella and Jeff's one of ugly sisters. Is that what we're saying? Uh, uh, wow. I think he's is it not the witch for the witch had a very nice broom. <laughs> Talking of brooms, are Dundee gonna be swept to the championship? Oh. Oh. Oh, oh no. Get that for a while. Yes. yes right. Before are. we before before we get before <laughs> we get to the, the good stuff, can we all agree then, right? Or disagree, depending on how you feel. Winning the Europa League in the Scottish Cup will be bigger than winning the league and the League Cup. Grief. I honestly don't give a shit. Um, I know you don't give a shit, <laughs> but, but if you could win those two, see, this is where it's maybe different for you because you've not won the league in so many years either. Yeah, any, there's no point asking me or John or Carl, is it? Yeah, so, but. Aye, but, but, but to be fair, we have won uh, leagues and European trophies. Uh, we Indeed. have got to finals. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> We've passed on a couple of times. <laughs> uh, I think I think the answer your question. Kyle, but... actually, wait a minute before we go. Kyle, do you know where Europe is? Certain <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Fitzpatrick doesn't have to go. Um, sorry, Kyle. Think, I'm sorry, what are you saying? I think the answer to your question, but um, I think a European people would, would come in. I think a joke at what you and a domestic and we know what you bring Europe week. I would argue that Europe week would be a better commitment than wearing a table. Do you know, Jeff also found a relative recently that's a Hearts fan, so he'll be supporting Hearts <laughs> and I drank Frankfurt. I know a person that went to Tancastle High School. I have no heart. <laughs> nah, like, uh, I, I can't really I'm... say because I'll be looking at looking at it just as a contest of what it is just now, which it is. Um, I think due to the fact that Rangers and Celtic win leagues so often, there's no. That, that is that, that is the point. Winning winning a European trophy doesn't happen often, and that yeah. even can be said for the biggest teams in the world. Um, yeah. Uh, however. I don't like to make comparisons, so I think if Rangers are to win in Europe and Celtic win the league, I think we just need to say both have had a terrific season. Yeah, That's, I think it's... That would be the biggest thing for me. That yeah. They've been streets ahead of everyone else. The league I... is technically still not done, which we've not had for maybe a couple of seasons or so in terms of it going right to the wire. Um, it's done technically. It's well, done it's done. It's and to be fair, when the you, best, yeah, by the way, the people, best team has won the league as well. So, I mean, I think yeah. and just done a fantastic job with Celtic. They look very good, especially going forward. They're like the, the transfer signings have been terrific, apart from probably McCartney. I mean, McCartney, McCarthy. McCarthy. <laughs> uh, is McCartney on the wings? <laughs> Way! Way! Uh, <laughs> apart from. <laughs> <laughs> apart, from, apart from that one signing, I think you know the, all of them have been pretty pretty good. So uh, it's not I'm not trying to diminish that team or that that success. I think they've been fantastic and refreshing to watch, especially after Celtic campaign last season. Um, and I'll I'll sell all the debates. Winning the champion, winning the European Cup in '67, still a bigger achievement than what Rangers possibly might do on May the 18th as well. I know people are trying to say, oh, well, this will be bigger than... It's not. It's just yeah. simply isn't. That was the... You know, I'm a huge advocate for Scottish football and I wasn't, obviously, anywhere near being born in 67. But that is still the biggest achievement because no British team had won that trophy and never mind the Scottish team by that point. So let's put that one to bed as well. Yeah, I think, um, to be honest, I don't probably care, but... I'd argue that I think it's Celtic. You should have asked him for Yeah, no. <laughs> they don't want a European. Like the Rangers want a European. Um, nah. It. I, to be honest, I think Rangers in Europe is a great achievement. 
if they win if they win it if they win the Scottish Cup as well fair enough I think Celtic over 38 games to win the league is a sign that they've genuinely done really well as well um, I don't think overly I don't really think there's much of a difference in it I appreciate how difficult it is to get to the European Cup final uh, Europa League Cup final rather but I don't really think it matters overly You've got there. You've got to win it. No, no, you, Jeff, you win Jeff, it, Jeff, Jeff. How long have you been watching Scottish football? Too long. Too fucking long. Right, so too long, too long. In that time, how many Scottish teams have won a European trophy? Yeah, none. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Is that how many times? It, how many times? Have, how many times in that same time has Rangers and Celtic won the top flight? Oh, every year. Every yeah. year. So that's why it's a bigger achievement to win a European trophy. That, I think over a number of games. I think 38 games, if you're playing 38 games and you're still out on top, fair play. If you are playing in excess of about 20, that's not as, in my opinion, that's well, not the same. But you're not but you're not playing the same team four times. Yeah. You're not playing, mean, you're playing, you're well, playing. The way, the way Europe is, no. you might actually end up playing the same team. But, but, yeah, but, but that would be one, I one I team know, possibly. I know. Um, so you're, you're, you're talking about so yeah, but they're just playing a sick. Right, so you, I know what you're saying, but what what is happening is the same as like so for Man City winning the league is that a better achievement than Liverpool winning in the European Cup? Like, because they played each team twice instead of four times. Not really, no. So, so you're saying Liverpool winning the European Cup is more uh, Champions no, League? No, I, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything worse than Liverpool winning the European Cup. Rangers no, but, you, but you've just said you, you've just said that that would be a bigger achievement than Man no, City. No, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, like, so your argument is. That the reason why the league no, is... But, but, but even, if you, even if you're asking that, then Liverpool winning the Champions League will be bigger than Man City winning the league. Is it though? Yes. Why because it's it? the most elite, prestigious competition Who's in they the continent. So the hardest team they're going to face is Real Madrid. And even when they played Atletico, which was a tight game, they complained like mad because they defended. It's, my point is, is that it's not... It's, the both achievements are fantastic. That's what my point is. And what I'm saying is people dismissing Celtic's achievement because they played it over 38 games. I over Rangers dismiss, played 20. I specifically has, did not dismiss that. I've just said that it's here's not... A que- here's, a, here's a question. Kyle, would you rather that St Mirren won the Premiership or the Europa League? Like, think, going back to fairy tales, like we were talking about earlier, so fairy tale scenario... The, the new chief executive comes in, or a genie, Magic Wishes. What are you going for? What are you packing? Is that the name, Magic Wishes? Where, where do they come from? That's the team they play in the final. Right, <laughs> 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 um, Kyle, who, what are you going for? Yeah. Europe. Yes. Yes. Would you rather Dundee United won the Premiership or the Europa League? To be honest, just... Premiership will do for now. I don't for now. And then yeah, for now, but the bigger achievement would be Europe. So that's why you went. Oh, is it? No, it's, it's not though, is it? It's, it's not. United have got the European Cup final. Um, you may remember. I know, but winning it, like actually winning it, winning one. I would like them to win one, but I'd like them to get into Europe full stop to start with. Oh, you've got, got a chance a... at least. You've got a chance. It's not counting course chickens just yet. Um, yeah, that. No, I'd actually not. The league would be more important to me personally. Like we've done it in '83, and I'd like to be there for us to win the league. 
But would it be I as important as would it be as important if you'd win the league already recently? Like say the last season, for instance. No. Yeah, but we never have. That's, know, that's, that's why but that's why the comparison doesn't that's why the question doesn't really work for you because yeah. it's, it's been so long since same with Aston Villa, like I'd like Aston Villa to win the Premier League more than a European Aye, more than Europa League in a minute. Yeah, I know, but the point's still the same. Both the teams that I support are shit. The, the, thing, the thing is, and I, I said that before we started the podcast, the, the, there is a difference of when you win the league. So if it's the first time you've won the league in a number of years, if you're stopping a team winning nine in a row or ten in a row, if you're winning your tenth or ninth league title in a row, or it's your first win in 30 odd years. That's totally different from winning the league Here's after a, yeah. eight, after an eight or nine year stretch. Here's you know what I mean? It's Here's one. If, if Jeff is saying that winning more games that makes the tournament more valuable, does that make winning the Nations League more important than winning the World Cup? It's the same number of games if it gets. <laughs> <laughs> There's more games in the Nations League. Have you said how many teams in the World Cup? So we'll 15. move on. We'll move on. Please uh, do because me and Scott are going to force. Kyle, Kyle, what are we going for here? Hey, what, are we, what, are we, what are you putting to me, Kyle? So, uh, uh, you so, uh, yeah, yeah, when you play a European player, but when the season gets closer, we can have have See, that's a good question. Right? No, uh, that, that, I should, I should qualify, I should qualify this. Delorean questions. Get the Delorean out, go back in time. I should uh, state that I know, so let's say I was a Rangers fan again, right? Let's put that hat <laughs> on, right? Which hat? The stodge hat? <laughs> the, the Union Jack hat, right? Let's dust that off and put it back in my, my, my head. I would say last season, if we were in, if, we were in the same predicament last season, let's say, right? See how easy it is for you to say we? No, no, I meant we is in this podcast, right? You think, you think that's bad? I don't you want to hear it, honestly. I right? used to be a retired Rangers apart from the bits of a shagger flag. So, if, if it was the same situation last year, I would say Rangers fans would prefer stopping nine in a row. Ten in a row. Oh, sorry, ten in a row because they didn't stop playing in a row. Ten in a row before the Europa League, if you asked them at the start of the season, if you asked them at the end of the season after the cup run, perhaps that would be slightly different. If you're asking me personally, I would want the European trophy because I've never seen a Scottish team win a European trophy in my lifetime of watching football. So I was always a wee bit different from the normal Rangers fans and uh, I think a majority would probably want to stop 10 in a row rather than um, their own success in Europe, which is quite um, quite eye-opening um, to the whole kind of Rangers-Celtic 
divide, I think, because I think Celtic would probably be the exact same way if you reversed it. So, yeah, if, if it was to happen, if it were to happen last season, I think that debate would be a very kind of, or, you know, there'd be a lot of kind of uh, Rangers fans that would probably forgive, uh, forgo Europe rather than taking that success if it meant Celtic win 10 in a row. Okay. Here's, a, here's, a, here's something that does not need debated. We're talking all about magic wishes. Father's Day is coming up. So if you want your dad's wish to come true, SFF20 Capitals for 20% off and free shipping. Get your father a nice present for Father's Day. We loan worth 4.0. Get a wee Union Jack if you want. Not in the heart and somewhere else. Look good for Seville. It'll be warm there and the last thing you want is sweaty balls. I get a lion rampant. So you can give your present early if you want as well. Um, so just remember uk.manscape.com, SFF20, Capitals. Get your discount, get involved. All right. So that's that's what we're telling that's what we're telling our listeners to do for Father's Day is to definitely get their Daz Boz sorted out. Aye, but aye. Are we telling them to shave their Daz Boz or can the Daz shave their <laughs> Boz? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's up. The dark can choose whoever he wants to shave his balls. I mean, it's, it's, fa- it's Father's Day, so Father's Day, Dad gets to choose what he wants. So if he wants, yeah, uh, I bet there's wow. a lot of dumb Ferland fans who'd like to shave John Hughes's balls at the moment. So, <laughs> aye, aye, but the good thing is about the manscaped is it'd be John it's Hughes would be all right. It'd be all right because there's no nicks, so he wouldn't get any damage. It'd be all right. Um, so it'd but, but be fine. I can't believe we are bringing a conversation. We need to do it. We need to like, we need to do the ad. Um, <laughs> and magic wishes, debates, and all sorts. Perfect. It was a perfect time to do it. So, and I'm sure there's plenty of fathers would be appreciative of a, a wee trim. <laughs> and maybe even their missus would be. Summer holidays are coming up too. We don't want the loose hairs out the speedos. Why is it uh. Uh, right, okay. Um, talk about other guys that might be getting relegated. We, we've kind of alluded to the fact Dundee are pretty much down. I mean, Jeff, uh, there's only one person I can come to with this one. <laughs> uh, Scott, Kyle, like it's one of these situations. If you want to take a break, go away for 10 minutes, come back. Hey, Jeff will still be days, talking. Two days, give or take. Nah. I mean, uh... <laughs> Uh, where to start on the, done, on the fun oh man uh, I do feel a little bit bad for them apart from all of their fans um, no it feels like it's just never ended they just want to go away just go down there's only one place you can get the wonderful assets by uh, uh, I, I, I've watched I've, I've watched Charlie Adams since he was a teenager and what a pass the, the, the boy does not surprise me in, in the sense of uh, getting himself in sometimes he can be absolutely fantastic he can do things that uh, you know you, you would you wouldn't expect from him um, but it's usually kind of the other way but even then it, it doesn't surprise you that he does he has that he has that kind of ability to shoot himself in the foot um, uh, and that's just proved again to the weekend. 
I had to do a double take on social media because I never knew what the score was, and I was thinking, what's just going on there? Like, what? it was the most craziest back pass I've ever seen. I don't know what's happened with Charlie Adam in the last couple of games because the, the dive against Aberdeen, was it Aberdeen? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. against yeah. Aberdeen was insane. Not, not, not only because it was outside the box, which is the most insane part of it. It was unbelievably unconvincing. And then he follows it up with a game against St. Mirren, a must-win game. Like, all, all done these games for the last five games have been a must-win. But, like, that was the one where they were finally going to get cut properly adrift. And within the first few minutes, he gives away a goal that you kind of, you just don't really know what's going through his head. And I watched him at Tannadice, annoyingly, and he kept pinging the balls out, and he's been doing it most of the season. And I think in his head, he's pinging the balls out because he's thinking, right, someone can get onto that, which is genuinely what I think he's thinking. The problem is the players he's playing with physically can't get onto it because he's just either not capable or he's thinking too far, too far ahead in the game. Like A bit like, I think people remember when... Um, like Frank Lampard and that, when it, like Wayne Rooney when he drops down the divisions and he, ping, he can still ping the ball around and he's thinking, right, got someone to play off on that. I think that's what the theory is with Charlie Adam. The problem is it's just not happening. But even, yeah. but even then, I've, as I say, I'll take nice. Charlie Adam way back to, to when he's first started. Um, mm. And he was always, you know, for every good ping he had, there'd be three or four kind of wonder balls that just would wondered what now he was doing because oh you could have told me you were going to say wonder balls and I saved the ad <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's like it, it, and to be fair I'm not really having a go because I'm the kid as a similar type player just not as good as he is that I would try these sort of things out as well and you know sometimes you just absolutely fall on your ass and that's what happens uh, yeah. that happened to him on the weekend you know how most players get a promotion bonus think maybe he's on some kind of relegation bonus well, maybe he's got a promotion bonus whenever it comes up. Oh, he is. Um, well, that's the, that's the biggest thing, isn't it? The actual situation is the managerial situation. Yeah. I, I, we've I, kind of done that, haven't we, in terms of we all, I think everyone agreed McPake was, should have been sacked. Um, yeah. But then to then bring in McGee. And his media mates try and defend him. There's no defence. Uh, literally, like, did these get no defence? Um, so. Well, they, they, they got worse under them, so that's your, that's your, your no defence right there. Yeah. When you're a manager, when you're a manager, what you got? You know more the thing is with that I think it's hard for to, to expect a bounce because they'd already got a kind of bounce off McPake you know they'd changed they'd got a couple of good results and then sacked him so I think everybody, including the players, are like, 
why did that happen? And it caused, uh, caused yeah. confusion. Do you know what I've noticed though a fair bit this season, right? We talk about this managerial bounce. We think about the amount of teams that have changed their manager. Now Maloney, obviously at Hibs, they got a couple of results, but realistically, it was, was okay. papered in the cracks. Jim Goodwin switches from Zipper into Aberdeen. The bounce has not really happened yet. That was St Mirren's best transfer. Stephen Robinson goes to St Mirren. Kind of reminds me when it's I maybe, all of the spiky fences. It's maybe back. starting to look a wee bit better, Kyle, isn't it? But yeah. we're not really seeing that managerial bounce as much as what people talk about in the past. I don't really know if it's a, a valid thing. I think it's that because it's because it get, it's been done to death. It's mm. flogging a dead horse. Do you know what I mean? It's, if you make so many managerial changes, then players just get used to just being a new manager there rather than, oh, wait, there we have to turn up and play for this new manager. So if you're like Hibs and you're sacking two managers a season, then it's just not going to have the same impact. Should we have a transfer window no. for managers? Uh, no. 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 That's the end of that topic. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the thing about the... the, 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 the the thing oh, about the sorry, quickly before the worries. The thing about that I've always been against it is something might happen. Do you know what I mean? The manager might lose the dressing room totally, and all the rest of it. It's not fair on the fans or anything else. That a situation just incurs where it's just an absolute shit show for two months or whatever. So no, I don't think so. I think the thing is about Mark McGee. In camera, in camera, good, 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 Jim Goodwin and Kevin Robinson were in Aberdeen knowing that you're going to be a longer camp. No. But Mickey will probably leave Gangi at the end of the season. So, so that's so they players you know that we're going to be here that's that's no way yeah I mean Carl is right he was a Mark McGee was a firefighter effectively very bad. I mean, we almost, had a, we almost had a situation that week where we're going to find out if McGee uses Manscaped or not. I mean, we're all grateful for that. Um, it would have been a good <laughs> ad for us. It would have been a good ad. I mean, okay. Mark, Mark McGee started doing the same as what John Hughes started doing, which is the same as what most managers in that situation start doing, which is they've started shifting the blame from them and their <laughs> tactics to the players. And Kyle was right that Mark McGee was brought into the end of the season. That is pretty much guaranteed. If you kept Dundee up, 
I personally doubt he'd have been offered an actual full contract. I think he would have been thanked and let let go on his way. Um, he's blatantly not going to get that contract now. And it did seem strange. A lot of the things that have happened, not necessarily at Dundee, but a lot of things that have happened at a lot of clubs this season, especially clubs that we are seeing in relegation battles slash or have been relegated, a lot of the things seem to strike here as old boys network, similar to what we talked about at the very start, like thinking it all the way back to the very start of this podcast where we said that old school viewpoints aren't needed anymore. A lot of the things that we've seen this season, in particular in certain clubs and in certain moves, have stank this old boys system, getting jobs for the boys, rather than moving on thing. I, but um, I would I disagree. I would disagree that. slightly, Jeff, because you really wanted John Hughes at Dunfermline. You were really supportive of that move. No, I like Dunfermline. I don't <laughs> like John Hughes. You don't want to know the old, but that's the problem we get. The old boys network. We criticise people for doing the old boys network, but then we criticise teams taking on managers with no experience. Any brisk, any managerial appointment is a risk. I think it's. Yeah. I think. I think it's. Whatever the team needs at that moment in time, and I think it's it, it, you know it has to be assessed properly. I don't think always. I said at the time with the John Hughes appointment, and I know Jeff was adamant at the time as well that John Hughes wasn't the right appointment. Um, but I always said it just didn't sit well with what I was expecting the business side of things to be with Tom Fairman. You know they were wanting to create this kind of youthful team that you know they were going to kind of. You know, the Germans were going to then sell on to Germany because of you know they thought it was a good youth product uh, coming through in Scotland. And you know, we were at the, the game last week at Fur Hill uh, between them and Queen's Park. It's a nice day, and uh, you know, it was, the best thing about it was the pie. Um, Fairly, the fans thought it was atrocious. Um, no disrespect to these players, but Effie Ambrose, Graham Dorans didn't offer anything on the night so it's all very well having experienced players but if they're not going to actually do anything for the club then you know you've got to then look at the manager who's bringing these players in and at Dundee should it just stop with Mark McGee what's Gordon Strachan Gordon Strachan's brought in he essentially brought his pal in to, to, yeah. to save it it's not happened so why are we not questioning Gordon Strachan's position at Dundee yeah. I, I think people may have to be fair I think that was straight away as soon as that came in you were like yeah, I mean, for your pal, Scott's Scott's bang on. Like me and him were at that 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 Queens Park game, and every substitution that John Hughes did was booed, and it was loudly booed. Um, it wasn't one or two people; it was the entire stand booing a lot of this, a lot of it. At the end of the game, um, <laughs> it wasn't the best game I've ever witnessed. Uh, but Queens were cheered off the park. Dunfermline were roundly booed and that was of the few fans that actually stayed to the very end because by the end of it you, you did not ever at any point think Dunfermline were going to score I think there was one opportunity and they did do it it was a good turnout of Dunfermline fans yeah but they were just left frustrated and you could easily see why yeah it was, they, weren't, they, weren't, they weren't the best team they didn't they weren't really hungry they didn't have that much desire and they were just kind of plodding about at times. And just yeah. and as Jeff said, every substitution was met with booze and you don't know what you're doing from the Dunfermline fans to their manager. Good friend Alan is happy though because Falkirk now have someone else that people can laugh at in, the, in League One. 
So he's pretty pleased with that. It will still be Falkirk. Um, but we'll laugh at them together. Yeah. Um, going back to the top flight, St Johnston, they are now almost nailed on 11th, unless there's a big goals thing the last right, two games. So you, you, were, uh, you and Aaron and John were a bit you know, thrown at your ass for <laughs> a couple of weeks there. Yeah, that's why I was at the podcast. I was... I could I was not no happening. No. Uh, in all seriousness, we don't know yet, obviously, who will be the other team in the playoff. Do we think St. Johnson will stay up? Which we hate. We don't like this whole second chance then, but it happens. Or <laughs> do we think Inverness or a broth can take them over the two legs? I would what? We St. John is mum. Unlucky. Oh, I, oh, I, I, <laughs> I'm just on you, baby. <laughs> um, I could be like with. Setting the fence, why don't you, Kyle? I want, uh, I want a, an either or answer here. I think, gonna, uh, it's I, difficult though, because well, we don't know whether it's going to be Inverness or both, I suppose. So it's. I think it doesn't matter which one of those two sides it would be. I think either of the teams um, would be uh, St. Johnson over two games, to be honest. Okay, okay. Arbroath, I think Arbroath, they've had the time off. I think they'll come back stronger. Inverness can score goals, which is the biggest asset that St. Johnston can't do. Um, I mean, St. Johnston can defend quite well. That's the, arguably the reason why they aren't bottom. They can defend and they can't defend. But Nah, the defence has been as good this year. I think it depends. See, if it was our growth, I'd fancy our growth to take St. Johnston. If it was Inverness, then St. Johnston, I think, we've got a semi-decent chance. Uh, so I think it depends on who comes out of the next round. Okay. Uh, Scott, I think I think the first leg is going to be important for the championship side. If the championship side can get a good lead in the first leg, then I think they'll go through. I think if it's close and it turns into a cup final, then we all know that St. Johnston recently have been quite good at cup finals and they might yes. just get enough to to kind of swing it in their favour in the second leg. Um, but as Kyle said they haven't been playing like a team that's desperate to get out of the relegation trouble and uh, it's a case of the performances probably mean that they deserve to be relegated especially when you compare it to kind of a both performances to try and get up um, but unfortunately it's not a case of 
who deserves what. It'll be just on the on the days of who, who gets through. So maybe easier to say who will get through out of Inverness and Abro. Who's winning that? Abro. Okay, Kyle. I'd probably say Abroth as well, to be fair. Yeah. Right, okay. I, I would definitely prefer Abroth. No, you, you, you prefer Abroth, but definitely <laughs> welcome to? Uh, I think I'd prefer Abroth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Inverness is a lovely place. I highly recommend everyone visits Inverness. It's very nice. There's some things there and stuff. Can you imagine? You're getting smokies. This is the issue that I've got. Like, it's because I believe, I'm led to believe that Abroth the fun about using Dens Park because Gayfield wouldn't be eligible for top flight and that to me seems like bullshit. I thought you weren't allowed to see our grass pitches now. Dundee aren't in the top flight. Oh aye, but still I don't think you can share grass pitches. Uh, I hope so because Queen's Park and Dunton Park are captain. Oh I actually have. But maybe on the back of that they've decided not to do it. I don't know. Just ignore ignore me, ignore me, ignore me. Right, okay. We where always else, try. Where else should we? I don't know if we want to do anything else in the top flight, to be honest. Let, let, we've kind of covered a fair bit. Uh, I was hoping Vinny would be on, to be honest, because he would give us a bit more insight into the SWPL1. I don't have enough knowledge, apart from the Sabrell and Rangers, like Scott, you said earlier. Main thing would be Glasgow City's dominance is broken. Again, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. It's good that the dominance isn't broken, but are we just going to see a scenario now where Rangers and Celtic are just going to throw money at the women's game and everyone else will get left behind? Um, Aberdeen have to say it goes semi-professional next season, which could Dundee be interesting. Dundee United did get promoted. They had a convincing season. They had the, um, quite a good attendance at Tarkis for the game against the Dust. Kudos so, for them. It'll be interesting to see how things develop in that season. Well, Glasgow City, obviously Glasgow City will be determined to try and get their title back. But we're also going to face a situation whereby I'd imagine because Rangers have won it, Celtic are going to go even bigger in terms of their budget to try and win the league. Um, we'll see what happens there. Another team who won the league at the weekend, um, which I was not happy about, but it was always coming for a few weeks, was Darvo in the West of Scotland Football League. So well done to previous guest, Mick Kennedy, um, on that one. To be fair, our form came at the wrong time, Talbot. Um, or bad form, I should say. Four wins out of the last ten games. Um, just, uh, unfortunately, not good enough. Too many draws. There was a spell where like, we were four draws in six games. Um, even a couple of them, if we turned into wins, we'd uh, probably win the league. Um, so, credit to Darvo. They win the inaugural West I went to the division. Ockenlech Darvo game uh, at Talbot. He- Oh, when I, when I, uh, yeah, patched you, you patched me and Darvo beat you, so I think that's the reason you know, that's that's the lost the league because you, you patched me. Was so. that patch, yeah. I've been right, to two Talbot games and they've lost both. Aye, you're not invited, but oh no, I did, I did say about you. Yeah, you invited me this week. The game on Saturday doesn't mean anything because it doesn't matter, so I um, just come along. So, no, fair play to Darvo. I think the thing that probably helped carry them over the line is their squad size is crazy. Yeah. Um, the other week when Talbot went to uh, Recreation Park, we had about five players warming up for the subs before the game. Once the, the two teams had got in, Darbo still had about 14 players out training. It's like the so, powered by Paddy Good size squad. 
Um, but they do, they play good football and they are a team that want to progress. They definitely want to progress up the leagues. Whether it's sustainable is an argument for another day, which we'll maybe have on a, a particular podcast in the next few weeks. But um, aye, you just need to say fair play to them. Uh, to be fair, you should be giving a shout out to Arthur Lee as well because they won their division uh, their league, uh, which is a league below the Western Scotland League, uh, undefeated. Uh, yes. They were, and uh, to be fair to them, I watched them a couple of weeks ago with a mate of mine, and they won six 0 and it was an incredibly convincing performance. So you can keep going to Arthur Lee games and not come any more Talbot games. That's what we're saying. Well, I'm not just saying that Talbot don't win when I turn up, but I feel like they don't put the effort in. That's, that's what I'm to be fair, one of them was against Hearts. That's not the point. <laughs> um, so that's fair enough. Um, there's a lot still to be decided in the West of Scotland League because yeah, of relegations, promotion, relegation, and th- round robin playoffs. Um, so Darvo will need to face the winners of the East of Scotland and the winners of the South of Scotland. Um, in a, a round robin playoff, I feel um, like we should really mention the Lowland League's uh, actions of the last few weeks. Because it's starting to get to the point where I'm not the only one who feels this way, I don't think. But you do start to feel like the Lone League rightfully kicked up that the SPFL don't have a direct pyramid that's not a playoff, which is right. There should be a direct link between promotion and relegation. If you finish bottom of League Two, you shouldn't be getting a, a second chance. Like you finish bottom, you should well, go down for that. Yeah, we all, I think we all agree with agree that half the years. I think we can all also agree that the West. The, the Lone League did a really good job of making that a big deal to the point where they got that playoff, uh, relegation playoff in, in place. That's that's a good thing. That's a really good thing to have. But I think equally, they've now voted to effectively try and do what the West, what the SPFL did, which everyone keeps mm-hmm. telling us is wrong. And I think that should be mentioned because Darvo, like you say, I've seen Darvo twice this season and they've been fantastic. I've seen Talbot this season and they have been great. Not when I personally watch them, but every other time I don't, I'm not there, they seem to do well. And it kind of feels a bit shit that Darvill are having to play three other teams who have equally done very well in their, in their league. It's two, two other teams. Two other teams, teams sorry. Uh, I, was, I was on about three overall. But like, it does feel a bit crap that these boys are having to play this for one relegation spot when at the bottom of the Lowland League, with all respect to my great friends at Gretna, who are very good people, um, <laughs> it does feel a bit like user tried to shut the shop door after you've got the top door open and that doesn't feel right from a football fan's point of view, especially when I, I think it's gonna make is it's gonna make things harder for the Lowland League to be taken seriously if they wanted to try and actually you know nail on a relegation spot for you know say two, one for each, you know, one team coming two teams going down, one's gonna go into the the Lowland League, one's gonna go to the Highland League when they then start Messing about their own, you know, they start looking after themselves rather than you know it, they should be leading by example. Going, look, we're happy enough doing it. This is what makes our league really interesting and entertaining, and you know we get lots of good crowds because everybody's fighting for something. So if you're wanting to do that, if you're wanting the, the, the professional leagues to do that and take you seriously, then you've got to do it seriously yourself first. And I think it is, Jeff says, to close the shop. It's just, it's not a good look for that level of Scottish football. And then we're going to have an extra guest team for a while, so we're going to have 19 clubs, it looks like. Yeah, that's just absolutely ridiculous. I was just thinking, John, I was just thinking. So, Ochenlech, right, they're four points behind 
Gustavo, right? Yes. So I saw them losing a game, and Jeff saw them losing a game. I don't worry, there was a heart, so but he saw another team losing the game. Aye. So effectively, it's we like stopped the promotion. Effort, so Scottish Football Forums has actually stopped no. talking like Talbot get one promotion. The one thing I would say is I don't think I've seen either of you on the pitch for the opposition to Talbot. So I'm not quite You were there, but I was there, so you don't know. Well, Darbo, I've got a few players that we're not sure who's registered and who's not. So, are you one of the players? Are you? Well, you I'm not to find I don't want to get them into trouble. I don't want to get them into trouble. Aye, here we go. Points of I'm going to check your registration for SFA and find out what the situation is. Darbo should win that league next year, the Lone League. Big problem for me is, and we've spoken about this before, the crowds are not great in that league. I would say, and most people would say this, the West of Scotland and the East of Scotland are both stronger leagues than what the, the Lowland League is. We should, if we see reconstruction, which maybe is, again, something we could have a full podcast on, Tier 5 should be the Lowland League, the West of Scotland League, the East of Scotland, or they should have two Lowland Leagues, a Lowland West, a Lowland East. Um, but it just becomes overly complicated with the whole relegation. In terms of where teams go, they're leaving. They are going to go to the east of Scotland, so we know that that's fine. Um, but we just need automatic promotion for all the teams. Though South of Scotland should be at a lower level to the west and east. I would say no disrespect to South of Scotland, but the standard there is not as good as the east or the west. Uh, um, that, that might be the case, but still, if you've won that league, you should get the opportunity of the Lone League. But the Lone League isn't shouldn't rather. Be a close shot to the teams that formed the Lowland League twenty years, uh, ten years ago. You are right; like you are bang on. I'm not going to argue with that. You are absolutely bang on. It just feels a bit like there's three divisions there, and there's eighteen teams in the division above. And arguably, the teams that finish even as far down as seventh or eighth in, in particular, the West of Scotland, East of Scotland is probably still third. Three, four teams down have larger crowds, better facilities. Everything is better. It's just these teams that are in the division above were there when they were formed, and that's why they're yeah. there. Which is the same argument, but completely the same argument as to what um, the Lowland League and the Highland League have said about the SPFL is that these teams, we've got teams that are much better than that, but these teams are there because they were there when you were formed. Yeah, it's, it's the exact same argument. It, does, it just feels a bit. Stupid. I understand why you wouldn't vote for relegation. I do understand that. I'm completely consciously aware of it. But I don't think you can bleat in one breath that the teams above you aren't letting you in and yet you're doing the exact same to the teams below you because you fear the same as what the teams above you fear, that the teams below them are bigger budget, bigger support base, whatever it may be. Like Ockenleck has an average attendance of what, easy over 500? Easily. Oh, easy, aye. Yeah. I mean, like, there's many a game this season that it's, it's four figures. Yeah. Um, the one thing in that, the crowd aspect will be important because Darbo are obviously trying to build a club still. Um, traditionally, they've not been that well supported. Even most of the games um, prior to maybe the, towards the end of the season, they weren't getting great numbers. Um, if they are going to play in the Lowland League and not have the prospect of local derbies, that's going to be a big problem in terms of crowds. They don't have a yeah. big travelling support. They've even tried offering free supporters buses 
and there's not really an uptake on it. If you've got a situation whereby Darvo are playing Gretna um, Wednesday night, is that going to be an attractive fixture for people to go to? That could be a podcast night out, though. Aye. I'd enjoy that. Apart, you, from you the, are... apart from the fact we would not be able to return if we are wanting to partake in a beverage. Um, so that's that's probably the biggest problem for a lot of teams in the West or the East. They're going to go into a situation whereby they're losing a lot of local derbies and they're going into a league which just doesn't seem that great or well-organised. Um, but again, as I say, it's a conversation for another day in terms of reconstruction because we could easily have a full podcast on that in terms of what we think Scottish football should look like from top to bottom. We used and to get the cold teams. Aye, exactly. Um, aside from that, playoffs elsewhere. Airdrie, surely, the result of the week. Uh, a game of the week. Game of the week. Uh, like me and Scott said, we were at that Queen's Park game. Then. I think over the entire 180 minutes, it wasn't as exciting as the 120 minutes at Airdrie. Um, I think if we're completely joy. Hi. We can get to it. I'll you to make it to the player. I will maybe. Sunderland get through, so you. Is that what we're saying? Sunderland's get through? Stuart's in the Oh, I mean, Patrick, Robert, Patrick Roberts, we have a last-minute equaliser. That's what took them through it. Yeah. So, aye, well done to them. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, that's good for them. But back to Scotland, Airdrie. I think Airdrie have got the momentum now. Yeah, probably. I mean, Airdrie finished, I think it was 21 points above Queen's Park at the end of the season. So, like, theoretically, like, they should be Heavy favourites. And uh, what was their performances against each other like? Uh, have you ever heard of the phrase Queen's Park draw 1 1? Drew 1 1 twice. Uh, I think it was 1 1 and 1 0. I think. I mean, it's. It'd be nice to. I say nice. I'd love to like Queen's to go up, but I think Edry going up would be quite, quite nice to see for them to get back up to that division. I wanted. To, I did want to say though. I felt really bad for Dumbarton going down. I, I, I genuinely did. They were the ones that was quite good to see go down because I thought I've watched them a few times. And I didn't think they were that bad, but it was good to see them go down. Did you see their statement about player trackers and floodlights? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Dumbarton is a team that I hold quite close to my heart for for, for a variety of reasons. I was genuinely gutted to see them go down. Is that okay? Um, Does your granny from the Dumbarton Rock? Is that what I'll say? <laughs> no, weirdly, one of my first ever football games in Scotland was Dumbarton versus uh, Morton. Uh, I drank Frankfurt. I drank It's when, Morton, when Dumbarton were playing in Clifton, Clifton Hill when their stadium was getting built. Uh, and I've watched them countless times since. And I like Dumbarton. Dumbarton are an old proper old team uh, one of the oldest in Scotland you know um, and it is sad to see where Dumbarton fell to and 
everyone at the bar and they're good people. Like, they are. And it, it, it's a bit gutting to see them fall back down to the third division as quick as they have. I hope they sort themselves out because obviously you do. And it, it's sad to see them drop. It gives Edinburgh City finally a chance to try and get out of that division, though, which I suppose is obviously the positive. We want to see teams advancing. Yes. Um, so, yeah, for the playoffs, that will be interesting. It's a big gut, and I don't think that playoffs on TV. I might be wrong, but I don't think it is. Oh, man. Um, see, actually talking of old clubs, just in case people aren't maybe going to get their dad uh, a lawnmower 4.0 for Father's Day, have you any other suggestions what people could get their dad for Father's Day, Jeff? Get him a book, I suppose. Uh, there is one called Scotland Duff Clubs. Ask Scott about it. Scott knows quite a lot about that book. Um, well, I thought, uh, I thought that uh, Scotland at the Euro 92 book would have been a good one for the Father's Day. That, well, it will, it will be out as well. Yeah, yeah that's the big seller. The big seller knows when the books are coming out. Scott, Scotland oh, Swedish oh, Adventure. Remember, you can go into Eventbrite, check Bleasdale's uh, Twitter. He has put in the event. It is free. It's at Hamden. Um, there will be some, a good one. There will be some good guests there as well. Uh, some of the podcast team may be there too. Well, they will be. They will be. Um, so... I think Scotland's lost clubs. I think all the dads got it for Christmas, so you'll be all right. Father's Day, you don't need to sell anymore, Jeff, do you? People don't, you don't need to books, do they? No. Well, if you've got a stepdad that you never bought anything for for Christmas. <laughs> or if you found out you've got a relative from Frankfurt that you never knew about until last week, you could get them it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if you're German, you can get it. It's not in German, but they can learn English. Um, yeah, there's multitude of reasons why you can buy it. You can just buy it because you're intelligent. Uh, we, were the, we were at the Queen's Park game. There was a couple of French people behind us, so they might they might like it. They seem to be better Scottish football now. Me and Scott ran into two people in the uh, toilet who were on a different Scottish football podcast. What happened in the toilet did not will not be. Explained. I never went that... to the toilet. That was just <laughs> really you. And was this a party? That's again. Was this, was it? Was it Parkhead? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is good to be because I never went to the toilet. <laughs> Oh, so Jeff went to someone else <laughs> to the toilet. Yeah, I like to hold. Uh, Kyle, have you got a book? You want it? You like a wee book? I go away, Kyle. Are you a book? What kind of book? Are you? Audio. Audio book. Jeff, is your book available in audio? Uh, that's actually a good question. I don't honestly know. Um, so can you imagine if, if you had if you were uh, think your voice I could was read it. Audio, you could read the book. It'd be the Ooh, first time I ever read it. Actually, here's a question for you've you. got previous thought. If, if you were to choose someone who could do the audio for your book, and it's not yourself, who would it be? Morgan Freeman. What? Right, okay. I thought about that before. <laughs> I kind of feel like there should be like no, you like get these goal celebrations and they do like Titanic to it. I kind of feel that somehow we should try and get an extract of Morgan Freeman talking as if he was talking about one of the clubs in Scotland's lost clubs. Oh, that'd be good. I think you'd be better off with uh, Brian Cox, not the science one, the actor one. Oh no, the science one would do me. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper Callot. Um. Well, I plenty of items to be purchased for Father's Day. 
it's like see we're, we're planning ahead here just the cost of living and everything like that people are doing as much money so if you think early books are a good option uh, you can get them in um, genuinely though you can get my, my books available in the library so any library in Scotland so if you, and, if you genuinely want to read it I'm not you know go to the library I still get royalties from that have you still got books for uh, signing and all that if folk wanted an extra oh, special present for the I do actually that is actually I actually do have a few but you will have to let me know soon because the order needs to go in before Father's Day because weirdly my publisher's quite busy there might be some in Glasgow Sucky Hall Street at the moment as well if you want a signed copy there was a few in there the last time that I took Jeff in there and made him sign his book I saw it in Silverburn the other week that wasn't signed not signed though I could sign it in Silverburn you don't know the difference people just put a mask on and reuse the same photo the last photos of you online, the better. That's, I, you, I have never been done. Why you start smiling? You need to start smiling, Jeff. No, because I look creepy, and I've never been done so dirty in my life with what someone's done me. I mean, it's, it should, I mean, it's, it's just bad. Um, <laughs> right, I think we have covered everything we wanted to do. We have promoted stuff. We have talked about Scottish football. Oh, we never mentioned about Scott Brown, if I saw the tiring. That's a good thing to end on. Um, I'm sure midfielders all over the country will be pleased uh, that Scott Brown has retired. Why? Because he was pretty good. He was pretty successful, to be fair. Um, and he kind of did, with, along with the Celtic team, dominate for a long time in Scottish It's football. funny, because see, when I think of Scott Brown, I always think he was a very good passer. He wasn't like a standout goal scorer. His tackling wasn't actually that great. So really, if you look at the, the kind of attributes of making a footballer, you're thinking to yourself, well, it can't be that good a midfielder. But the passion, the leadership qualities, and he was never terrible at any of those things. He was, he was always, you know, good to decent. Um, I thought it was, it was fantastic for Celtic. I thought it was great for Hibs. And um, obviously less so for Aberdeen, but there was a couple of games against Rangers that again, he kind of, into his own Aye. Uh, and for Scotland he was he was a great champion for us as well so it's maybe one of those as well he was maybe he didn't want to admit in his own head he was getting on getting to his latter years of his career he still maybe thought I can play at the top level but maybe he just couldn't cope with the amount of games because there was times whereby maybe he wasn't able to play two games a week and stuff like that um, still had some good moments in Aberdeen Jersey the header um is particularly fond of that one. Um, Scotland career, pretty good Scotland career as well. Never qualified for a tournament, but he, he led Scotland well at times. Um, so many of that generation didn't know that's the thing. I know. Um, yeah. but the, the, the trophies he won remarkable. I, again, it's one of those ones, probably if you had the likes of Chris or Miguel on, they would wax lyrical about what he's achieved at Celtic. Um, and yet, he, I remember him at Hibs starting off as a a wide midfielder or an attacking midfielder, totally different player. He was a wee rascal then as well, though. He's always remained a rascal. Some late um, news from the podcast group chat is that David Marshall's signing for Hibs. Oh. Jesus Christ. So Edinburgh could have two Scottish internationals facing each other next, next right. season in the sticks. So they've signed him even though they've not got a manager? Actually. I don't know if it's official, but that seems to be... 
Kyle, maybe you might have some insight to this because over the weekend, there was some heavy betting on Derek McInnes becoming the next Hibs manager. As low as one to six. Yeah, I'm sure. Good. But I have to say, you would be extremely surprising. Surprising, though, if Hibs were wanted a steady pair of hands. I can see why you. I can see why it's working, but I, I know many acomarks and particular that when you wish. No, they definitely would. Yeah. I'm willing to back him as well, by all accounts, in that season. Biggest budget ever in Kilmarnock's history, they're talking about. Um, but, and he does like to stay at clubs, McInnes, to be fair. So, maybe, do you think he'll stay for the project, or do you think he would be tempted by Hibs, Scott, Jeff? Uh, I don't know. Um, to be honest, I don't really, I can see why you would go for Dent McInnes. It just seems a bit weird that they, they had the opportunity to go for Dent McInnes when he wasn't here in the job. And let him go to Kilmarnock and went for Sean Maloney. And then they realised should probably go for Derek McInnes now after the compensation for it. If he does go, eh, I can understand why, totally. Um, if he doesn't, if he stays at Kitty, then Kitty, I won't necessarily want to watch, but yeah. It's just a bit of a weird one. The Sean Maloney thing still doesn't really make much sense to me, but. Uh, I can get why they would go for Derek McInnes. It's a completely rational decision. Uh, but if they want, they can have Tom Coates. I'll drive him there. Oh, I don't think... I don't think... Uh, I don't think Hibs know what they want. I think that's probably part of the, the kind of problem at that club. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they quite... Know I mean, have you, have you got your coaching there. badges along with your player registration with the SFA... Yeah, I, I, have, many I have got I have got uh, certificates of coaching from the SFA if you don't mind. Um not badges, but certificates that lead into badges. You know. Um but I think I I, I just think that they uh, uh they don't really know what they want. I think they're they just assumed that Maloney was going to be a good coach or a good uh, appointment and I don't think they've kind of thought everything through. Um uh, obviously, Malky Mackay was kind of mentioned at the start when Maloney left. Now you're seeing McInnes, so it looks like maybe they're going for somebody experienced, but it's uh, you can never quite tell with it. Yeah, they did say that they would not rush an appointment, so no, but because of the war in Ukraine, I don't think it's going to make a, a Russian appointment, are they? Oh, uh, on that note. I'm not no, I'll edit that one out. Uh, um, right, good okay. Night, good, night, good, night, good, night. good to have you back, Kyle. Thank you. Uh, Aye, always a pleasure. Aye. Aye. Aye.
From Jeff, just trying to two footed challenge, disgusting. No fairy tales are mentioned until he got on his high horse because it was about Rangers and his Frankfurt grand document with sausages. No fairy tales were hot. My granddad's sausage is none of your business, Scott. Stop being jealous. <laughs> we definitely should end now. So, thank you, everybody. <laughs> good night, good morning, good afternoon. Well, goodbye, God bless.